Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Monday. It's the 21st of January. It is so cool. We had the eclipse last night which was awesome. It was at 8.30 last night here. So on the East Coast, it would have been, what is it, three hours, like 11.30. So it was really cool. Big football day yesterday, all this stuff going on. And we're back on Monday, the beginning of a week, to talk about love. Just love. How to see and feel and hear the energy of love on Earth. And I think... Well, I know the biggest thing to love is that it is an energy. When we tap into it, we feel pretty happy. When we are far away from that energy, we don't feel as happy because we know that that's who we really are. Other than the fact that we each have a soul run on love. And when love is absent, we do some really crazy stuff. The only way we can hurt someone, lie to someone, kill someone, argue with people over and over again, not want to solve issues, is when we're far away from the energy of love. So when love is absent, all this stuff showing up in our lives and we're like, why am I having so many problems? And sometimes you have to say, well, wait a minute, what am I doing? Or even, who am I hanging out with? And why am I putting myself in a position to be in a place where I'm arguing with people? Either I'm far away from love or the people I am dealing with are far away from the energy of love. When we start to see a lot of going on, we think, wow, we're all, we're all in hell. Christ told me that hell is when there is no love. When love is absent, it feels like what we think of as hell. We feel alone, we feel isolated, we feel despair. And then we we start to, sometimes, depending on the personality, we may start to feel like nobody cares about us, that we're alone. Nobody's there to help us. Nobody this, nobody that. And I'm always like, well, who's the nobody? Now it was the week before. I saw the energy of love. You see, I feel it. I know if it's there. I know if it's not. And when something's really off, like really down in a, not a good place, my entire body starts to shake. Not like visibly where you're going, but it's like someone pulled the um, energy out of my limbs, out of like my elbows and my knees. It just goes. And I'm like, wow. 
what's in their mind, what's in their intentions, because something is not right here. And I got so used to knowing that, that the minute I feel that, I immediately look around to see where I'm at and who I'm around and why. I've left places because that feeling was so strong. I remember driving to a party, like driving a long drive to get there, and I was there for five minutes. I walked in, and I go, this is definitely not a place I want to be. And I left, and I couldn't tell you how good I felt to leave. Everyone was trying to be something they weren't, and it was hard to even want to spend time where there was nothing real for the most part. But love, the energy of love, how did I even see that? Because God is love. Christ is the angel of love. He is the one coming and going for us. Just trying to keep us able to do what we came here to do until we go back. So simple when you hear it. But that simplicity takes a lot of knowledge to get to, takes a lot of calm to get to. And as I've gotten older with knowing this, in the last 17 years, I really started to gravitate towards calm. Anything that has an upheaval, anything that wants to use me or just take whatever they need and run and then not be very nice. Anything that is intentionally to hurt me, I can see it coming now because of the absence of love. I don't do a lot of stuff I used to do and I do a lot of stuff that I haven't done in years. I've evolved away from the expectations that I put on myself thinking that that's what I should do because I no longer could handle not being around that feeling, that energy. It's an energy. I moved an hour away from my house where I used to live easily and in traffic a lot longer. And yet that energy of love that I had with my friends, I see them more now than I used to even have everyone come over in as much time as as many people are in the time that I have because we now appreciate that love. So what did I see that day? So I'm just driving, and I'm going back to Pasadena where I used to live for that day, and I had doctor's appointments and things to do. So I'm driving, and I'm returning phone calls as I'm driving and just catching up. And when I looked up, and I remember exactly where I was. I was in California, in L.A. There's a 110 freeway, and that freeway, goes through downtown LA and I was on the 110 freeway 
right in the heart of downtown LA, on the freeway though, not in the city. And I was looking up and I saw from the ground light come up. It lit it. It wasn't like light when I saw Christ, that bright. But it was it was light and it came up and it created its own layer beneath whatever. The other stuff didn't look dark. It just was lighter. And it, like, lifted everything, and it became the layer underneath that light. And I have never seen anything like that. And I'm like, no way. And I thought I was just imagining it, but it was still there. And now I see it everywhere. It didn't go away. It's here. And you have it or you're going to get it, however, wherever you are with that book, that, that living organism that wrote itself through me. Wherever you're at in it. Christ said so many times, Help is on the way. So many times he said, the world is not going to end with complete destruction and whatever we've been seeing, whatever they make movies on, whatever we've been told. It's going to blend back with home when the love here is pure because then we don't need the school of earth anymore. We're not here to be destructed and killed and we do that to each other. God's not going to do that to us to decide who's good and who's bad. And I can't tell you how relieved I was to hear that because when I was raised, I was told about, you know, you're going to go to hell if you do this. If you if your list of bad is longer than your list of good, you're going to hell. And if your list of good is longer than your list of bad, you're going to heaven. And that was the deal. And I thought, wow, I didn't even know what makes the good or bad list because sometimes when we do things that might seem bad to other people, we just haven't learned yet why we shouldn't do it. But we do get better with experience. We do get calmer as we get older generally just because sometimes physically we just can't do what we used to do or want to. But I saw that energy. I saw it. And I softened. And I know that we are on our way to softening. It's not like God is watching us hurt each other or destruct each other. We earn things along the way as we grow, just like we do in our own lives. We earn our peace of mind or not, depending on what we've decided to do in our lives, depending on how we decided to look at our lives, depending on how we want to interact with people. We figure out where to take ourselves, and as we get older, we get pretty good at it. Hey, how did that get there? I was just thinking about that. Hey, I was just talking about that. Somebody else is talking about it in the grocery store or something like that. Because we are connected. 
Well, if we're connected that way with each other, imagine God who sees every single one of us at the same time. There is a lot more good in our world than we can ever imagine. People in our world are a very beautiful people. And when we meet them and we travel or we go out in our communities and we help each other, we start to see the fabric of human beings. We start to realize how much we are from that same cloth. We start to see the love and feel it. We found all these different ways to help each other, whether it's a GoFundMe or a kickstart or something just to even pay for someone's funeral. Funeral's so expensive. Why does this cost more than we make? Why can't people make it? Well, that's all in our hands. We've made it so people are financially stressed, physically stressed, mentally stressed. And yet through all of that, there's still a lot of good for us to share. And we do. We do share. And now we have that light, which is supporting us. It's it's a calm. It's like somebody coming in and I want to say giving us the highest fuel we can get to draw from. And that's what's present now. That highest fuel. It's, a, it's such a subtle topic, I almost was not going to do a whole show on it. And then I thought, no, even if we just babble for a half an hour, I may be able in that time to synchronize because I have not talked about it since I saw it, except that little blurb I said on the radio. And then I was trying to explain it to someone. And it's, it's interesting when you want to, and you have to write something down. And the best way I could explain it was that this is the first time this has ever happened. I was driving downtown LA and it was a cloudy day. I was catching up on returning phone calls and I looked up. When I looked up, I saw light energy of light, like lighter air came up from the ground, energy of pure energy. I spoke about it on the radio show and then let it go. Then a listener wanted to know more. That was Maureen Cook. So I asked Christ and I wanted to share it with you. The energy of love is now present in greater mints of strength. That's how Christ talks. The mints always come out. There is a wave of acknowledged awareness that is in preparations of expansions of knowledges to souls through understandings of powers behind love. Love is becoming of genderless and becoming the grace of kindness, integrity, and peace coming of genderless and becoming the grace of kindness, integrity, and peace. And I really want you just for a split second to focus on genderlessness 
Because, again, in Origins of Truth, the book, what did Christ say? When we get home, we are genderless. And now people are born in one body saying that they feel like they're the other sex. People who really do feel genderless or both genders, which is also genderless. People want to be acknowledged for the entire gamut of feelings. It's now becoming a what are you instead of an assumption that you go with one sex or the other or both. Because we are so engrossed in love that we no longer see the boundaries that we grew up with. Imagine that this is what that looks like. The acceptance and imagine how hard it is for people to accept while black people could do this or they can't do that. And today's Martin Luther King's birthday. How hard he had to fight in his lifetime, his role in bringing awareness to what's the big deal that we're black? Stop it, basically. Deal that we're Muslim, or what's the big deal that we're Mexican, or what's the big deal that we're Italian? What is the big deal? How did we get to taking everyone who's different whatever different means, and who said the person who's been saying you're different is different, and criticizing entire races of people because of what they were born that they had nothing to do with, or where geographically we were born. But I am telling you right now that, it's, you know how they say it's darkest before the dawn, that's going away. For the most part, it has gone away in the younger generations. And that's why Christ kept saying, start with the young, start with the young. Now I know why. So as every day goes on, and every morning I get on my email and check my emails like anybody would, And I get more and more orders for the physical book of Origins of Truth. It's an e-book, but I'm getting more and more orders for the actual book, which is a big book. And I'm going back and forth to the post office. But I don't mind. There's some countries, when I send the book, it actually costs me money to send it. And I don't mind. Because I know that every single event ever said was true. Not that I ever questioned it, but we just haven't seen it yet in our world. But in this past year, these past 12 months, I have, because I read the book so many times, not only did I write it, but it was written through me. But I have to say, I get startled and I'm like oh my god god wow that was true and I'm, I'm always surprised but not surprised it's just such good news to know that something you know is real and what you think and know is real is good good news 
and the black and white, things will be either black or white. We will know if something's good or not. And that has perfected itself within me physically. But it also, which is why I wanted to talk so much about what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like when something isn't okay, when somebody isn't okay. Not because they're bad and we need to hate on them. We just need to be aware. We need to be aware so that we know where we are going. Because if we cannot direct ourselves, even somebody somebody who is predatory in nature, they're constantly doing that because they need to pick their audience. They're survivors in a different way. But they are survivors coming without being able to feel that energy of love, which is why they have to learn how it looks when people who have that energy in them for whatever reason behave. Doesn't mean they're incapable of loving. It means that they were incapable of reaching the pain that has injured their love. When I am around them, they are very drawn and they have said this to me. You have what I don't have. That is why I want to be with you. I cannot feel that. If you and I are together, then we will be whole. Without even realizing what they were saying to me at the time, I thought they were in love with me. And I embarked in that relationship like, wow, I am needed. But I didn't realize what I am needed meant. Because that injured love in them that was not, for whatever reason in their own minds, was not allowed addressed is what ultimately took us down. Because I did not understand that any human being on earth had a hard time accessing love or why because love is not a ring on your finger a car in your driveway anybody getting you anything if you do not have peace of mind where you are at love is being attacked or period our bodies do not lie If we are not calm, if we do not feel a sense of synergy, somebody has an insecurity that is bigger than the situation, and that insecurity needs to be addressed through love. If the other person is incapable of feeling love and they attack you back for loving them, that is when you know how deep the injury is. And in young children, through therapy, you can give them the basis to let that injury out so that they can learn to receive and exchange energy with love. Because true torture is no exchange of energy of love with anybody. That's why when people get older and they have that 
black of being able to exchange energy based on love. They're scared of it. They feel vulnerable. They have insecurities. Whatever their reasons are, nobody can stay there. Something called RAD. Uh, it's a reactive. I think it's reactive is the first word. I can't remember. Reactive attachment disorder. There's no attachment. And when we cannot attach, we are natural survivors. We leave because we look for a place of attachment. We do it naturally. We don't try. We don't go out. We just leave. And then we try to find a place to attach because we are not meant to be alone. That energy of love is meant to bounce back and forth. Sometimes if we live with family members, whether it's our kids or we live with our parents or we live wherever we live, sometimes we don't rush out to go and get into a relationship because we have enough energy of love exchanging to where we are calm. When we are calm, we stay. When the upheaval is we have to leave because we are survivors. If we stay for the argument, and our whole life is based on that argument, then that is telling you that you have things in you that need those conflicts to grow your soul. But that energy of love to be exchanged with is here. If today you have a few minutes that you are alone and you can just sit for a minute Call out to that energy. Just say, hey, you know what? I know you're here. And I want to feel you. I just want you to know that I'm not scared of you. I want to exchange energy with love. I know it sounds funny to say, but darn it. The guy who gets the the date is the guy who asks. Ask. Ask to exchange energy with love. That is your biggest ask of your lifetime. Because when you feel that, it's in you. And when you have that in you, and let's say later you're talking to anybody, especially the people in your family who see you every day, they will not know what's different about you. But they will calm with you because you are calm. And if they exchange energy with you, They receive that calm. It's amazing. It is here. It is available to us. We are available to it. We are ready to receive it. This is one of the first times I I saw it in dreams and in visions, but not like in pure daylight. But it is here. It is available. You are ready. All we have to do is acknowledge its presence. Seeing is believing. Feeling is believing. God really is love. Christ really is talking. Our wise to energy, just like we are technologically and we can make phones work without wires. We don't need wires either. We don't need to walk into a certain building to feel God. We don't need to dress a certain way to feel God. We don't need to act a certain way to feel God. 
All we have to do is know that God is there, just like we know energy is there, and we can make phones work without having any kind of wires attached. We don't need wires either. We do have the bandwidth to take in God. For, for everything that we have done and learned, we can go to the moon. We have learned least about ourselves, and this is some of the biggest information we have about ourselves to date. And on that note, have a great Monday. I already ran out of time. I love you guys. Ask, ask, and you shall receive. I love you. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.